We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. episode of Why Won't You Date Me, a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, has been trying for years to figure out why she's still single. And guess what? After 300 episodes, nobody has been able to close the case. So I'm just going to talk to people I like about love. And my guest today, I'm so excited, is a hilarious comedian who was a cast member on SNL, Saturday Night Live, you know it. She starred in movies like Ghostbusters, Coming to America. She's so fucking funny in it. And now she's got a memoir, a debut memoir called Leslie fucking Jones, which is out now. You better believe it's Leslie fucking Jones. <laughs> What's up, girl? Hi, Leslie. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Leslie, are you single? Yes. <laughs> you know what? It's complicated. It's complicated. I actually just started dating someone. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be honest, it's hard because I don't think I've ever had, uh, like, a, since my first boyfriend, uh, after that, I really started conquering comedy. So I don't think I mm-hmm. ever really had a serious relationship, you know, ever. And um, so it's weird. It's weird little dynamics um, that I don't know if I'm like because mm-hmm. I've been by myself so long. So, but then there's things about it that I do like. So I don't know. Uh, so no, I'm not single, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fair. I was in Is that some- a good question? I, 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 this is a perfect answer because I was in something for a while where it was like serious, but not serious. But also I had never been in a relationship. Like I had never dated anyone past like three months. So like past the three months, I'd be like, oh, so you're just here. Right. And- you love me, so like, okay, great. But then it was like, yeah, bitch, but you still have to like try. You still have to like show yeah. up. You can't take the yeah. person for granted. Yeah, because I'm so used to just doing what the fuck I want. 
Like, because I pay the bills, I take care of myself, I do what the fuck I want. But you really have to be like, oh, 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 you here, so, oh, I can't, I can't just, like, smoke weed and watch TV all night. <laughs> I have to be entertaining. Like, it's hard. Yeah. And another, I don't know if you have issues with this. I had a really hard time, like, letting them know I'm, like, leaving the country. Or like going somewhere, I because I just go wherever the fuck I want. Because we are, because we're, we just, we that's what it is. And see, like it's so crazy because I don't want to, I don't want to uh, confirm chauvinist things, you know, when sure. you be like, yeah, that's why you can't keep a bridge. <laughs> but you, you know, yeah, it. I think this would be with men too. You just have to get used to actually communing with someone else. Um, mm -hmm. so it is a such thing as like, Hey, I'm about to run to the store. Really? I, I just like that type of stuff is even weird to me. Yes. Uh, oh. I fucking agree because I just leave my house. I yeah. look at my dog. I go, you got to get in the living room. That's where you stay when I'm not home. And then I don't tell him where I'm going. Cause he's a dog, but then it's like a human being man. That's in your home hanging out with you all the time. You got to go, Oh, I'm leaving to go do something. And it felt insane. But you know what? What's so weird? I think the thing that I like is that the lifestyle that I we've chosen for because we're comedians, the lifestyle that we chose for ourselves when we go out at night, and I, I just love the fact that when I come back now, I have someone there because yeah. it's kind of it's kind of cool to come down with someone instead of just like having all that energy because you have all that energy after mm -hmm. you perform and stuff, you know. So that's nice. But you know, whew. I just like, I don't know. It's like I I found that I'm like, okay, I, I have a real hard time of going, okay, I want you to do this. Or I need I because I I just think people can read my mind. Like you you need yes. to know what I what I'm thinking right now and why because I, I got mad at him and he was like, I'm just trying to figure out why you're mad at me. Like, can you just tell me why you're mad so I can figure out what's going on? And I was like, I don't know why I'm mad. But you need to figure it out. And we just both started laughing. <laughs> but I, I honestly, Leslie, I think that's better than what I would do. Because he would go, why are you mad? And I would go, I'm not mad. I'm not. No, no like, you got to tell him. this tone, you are mad. And I'd be like, no. And then like two days later, I'd be like, I am mad because X, Y, and Z. And then like, you know, time passed and you, you know, they think you're over it. And then you're like, no, I'm not. And it's, I, I find it's so nice that you could just go, I'm mad. Yeah. Oh no. I'm, I'm older now. I'm older now. So it's so easier. Now. It's so easier for me now because I used to be like that. Like, oh no, I'm not mad. I mean, it's cool. No, things is cool. And then like you eat. You just like snatch her from him. You don't want him to touch you. And you're just mm -hmm. like, he's like, no, you're mad. Cause you know, just because you're saying you're not mad, you're mad. So it's just yeah. like, I didn't got to the point to where I don't do that with nobody. Now, if I'm mad at you, I tell you, like, it, I don't talk to you. I don't say shit to you. You mm -hmm. have to come up to me and be like, are you mad at me? Yes. Yes. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you yes. for coming over yes. here. Yes. I am very well, actually you. angry I'm, with you. I'm actually so, yes. very, very upset. No. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think trying to just learn how to be with another person is odd. You know, all this time, mm -hmm. and you know what I, you know what keeps going through my head is all this time I've been the single girl, oh, looking for somebody. Oh, I'm looking for somebody. Oh, I'm looking for somebody. And now that I do have someone, 
it's like, oh, so, oh, is that job over? Like, mm. uh, okay, well, oh, okay, so, okay, so this is, okay, that, okay, but this position isn't filled? Like, oh, so now I have to start acting like I'm in a relationship now. So it's, it's weird. It's a little weird. It is weird. I was like, we were never like, we never had a title or anything. So I never, I was like, well, this might go away at any moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've never been like, oh, p- positions filled. I'm no longer, you know, the girl out here being like, I'm so single because I've just been single forever. Yeah, I just, I'm like the next relationship I get into, I would like to just be like, I know, like, you, it's not a situationship. I know what's happening. This is like lockdown. We have a shared language. I think I would do couples therapy if I ever got into a relationship. Yeah. So, so did did this relationship end? This one that you just? Yes, it did. It, like, it Why? just ended. Why? Because I think, honestly, like, a lack of communication. Like, instead of being like, hey, can we do something this day? This day is important to me. I would be like, you knew it was important last year. Why don't you remember it was important this year? And that's not fair to do. Well, do you think that you can fix it? Do you think that it, you can fix it? Do you want to? Yes, I do want to. But I also, on the flip side, I'm like, I don't know if we're a good match. Like, I don't know if my communication style will ever get better. I was like, maybe I just need some time alone to figure out how I communicate. I don't know. But you had a lot of time alone. You're right. And, and I hate to say it. It's just one of those, you have to be grown at this point now and start doing yes. grown things. You know what yeah. I mean? And and if this is a person, because listen, I'm older than you. I know I am. Uh, there's no dick in the future. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if, um, what's his name from Back to the Future, Doc Brown, came back in that DeLorean. He was like, Marty, I've been to the future. There's no dick in the future. There's no dick in the future, Marty. No dick in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. So you got to, I mean, if this guy was a nice guy, because I think that's what I'm going through, too, is like, do we really match? Because he's very hippie. He's a very Mm -hmm. hippie, hippie dude. And... You know, he's more kicked back about stuff that I just be like, you need to take care of this. You need to do this. You know, that Virgo in me is like, no, you need to get up and take care of this. No, no. know, so, but I mean, if he's nice and you think that it's worth it, shoot a text and say that, hey, I think what was wrong with us was, was the communication. If I'm ready to work on the communication, do you think that there is something there for us to continue? I mean, that's up to you. I think that's a very, I, but it's also a very grown up thing to do to be like, hi, here are my flaws. I'm willing to work on them. Are you? Listen, deathbed. Always think deathbed. I always go, what do I want to say on my deathbed? Do I want to say, I didn't even go back? Or do you want to say, you know, I went back and I did try. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't Hmm. I do like that. I like that style of thinking. Like, why... Why have a regret? Why be on your deathbed and be like, oh, I wish I did that. It's like, no, go fucking do it. Right. I, I really I really wish I had been like grown enough to just go back because you know what? Uh, Closed mouth don't get fed. The worst he can do is say, hey, thank you for coming back. But no, I think that we made We're the right better decision. better off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do, do you know what I'm saying? And then that deal with that. 
because that's real shit. Because it, it, to me, he's not even saying it's about you or him. You, It's just the match is just not the match. And that's mm-hmm. okay. That's the one thing that women have a real problem with. We're, we're, we're so fucking perfect. We're supposed to match with everyone. No, uh-huh. it doesn't happen no, like that. We don't. We, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen like that. And then we're so hard on ourselves because we go, what did we not do to make that work? Mm-hmm. No, it's just a situation. It's just like when you go into a dressing room and try on a shirt. You wanted that shirt. That shirt looked cute on the mannequin, but it did not look cute on you. That doesn't mean mm-hmm. you hate the shirt. Or you hate the store, you just put the shit back and go try something else, you know? I think that's incredible because I spent a lot of time being like, what, like, with all of my, every relationship I've ever been in has ended. And I've been like, why didn't they want me? Why am I bad? And then I'm like, this isn't about me. It's about what they wanted, and it was something different than me. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard thing to just, like, understand. It's very, and I swear it's for every woman, for every man. I mean, we go through it. We literally go through a mental gym. Because what people need to realize too, half the time, and all therapists will tell you this, you we lie to ourselves so damn much. It doesn't mm-hmm. even, we lie to ourselves to hurt ourselves. Uh-huh. We lie to ourselves to make ourselves feel better. We lie to ourselves constantly. So... Instead of looking logically at what's really happening, it's about the person. You know what I mean? So you just have to mm-hmm. you have to be logical and go, okay, and take yourself out of the equation. Like sometimes you really sometimes it is you. And it's okay for you to go, yeah, that was me. That was me. And then look at that and see what it is. Live through it because you're not gonna die because you made a fucking mistake. You're gonna live through it and you're gonna be a different person after that mistake. That's why it's called, it's like nicking your toe. Oh, okay, I'm not going to walk that way again. Oh, I'm going to pick my feet up. You do, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's it's just, you know, I, I mean, and I'm saying this to you as much as I'm saying it to myself. And that's real talk. It is a constant thing. Every day you got to like be real with yourself and like remind yourself, this is what's up. Because I know I lie to myself all the time where I'm like, I'm flawed and I'm unlovable. And it's like, well, that's absolutely not true. I go perform for hundreds of people and they love me. People in my life love me. My friends love me. My family loves me. You are so lying to yourself. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, and you, you know what? I, I, you know what? I stopped really doing that to my, I said something to myself so mean one time that I stopped and went, oh, why would you say that? Why would you say that to you? That was mean. Apologize. And don't ever talk to yourself like that again. It was so mm-hmm. mean. And I had to stop. I was like, that is the meanest thing you have ever said to yourself. Why would you do that? And it's not true. Do you remember what it was? You don't have to share it if you don't I, want I to. I do not actually remember what it was. It was something I was fussing at myself about. And I think I might have been like, you just, I, I think I would have been like, you dumbass or something. Something I said, I, I can't remember exactly what it was. But I was like, oh my God. No, you didn't just say that to yourself. You apologize. I literally stopped and said, apologize now. <laughs> that is so mean. Don't you ever talk to yourself like I've that again. I've done that before, too. To be, I like, you think something and then you're like, what? No. 
You wouldn't say that to a friend. You wouldn't let a friend talk about themselves exactly. like that. Exactly. And you wouldn't let nobody talk to your friend like that. Mm-hmm. So, so why would you not do that for yourself? And I had to tell myself, I was like, yo, you tell people to be positive. You have to really literally go into your psyche and mm-hmm. switch that switch. It really is a hard thing. And it's only something you can do. No one can do it for you. Only you can do it. And it's hard because when you come to that decision of, oh, shit, it's up to me. And you get tired and you go, I don't want to have to do that work. But I swear, if you just make the first move, the rest of it comes. Mm -hmm. Uh, My therapist, I I bought this book called Calling in the Right One, where in seven weeks, I'll uh, apparently I'll I'll be able to bring someone into my life. (laughs) It's like it's the way. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of like the secret for relationships. And there's a lot of like um, affirmations in it. And there was one affirmation that I think it's um, I'm open to giving and receiving love. And you're supposed to like say that out loud. Or maybe you're supposed to like think it in your brain and like do this arm thing. And I started crying and I was like, have I not been open to love? Have I yeah. just been like resistant to love? And I was like, Oh, so like now I just kind of say it every, I don't know, like every couple hours when I'm doing things just to like remind myself that it's like, yes, I want to be a person who is open to receiving and giving love. And I don't think I've ever thought about it like that. I think I've always just been like, well, I'm hard to love. I'm a difficult person. I'm really loud. Someone's just going to have to like accept all that. And it's like, no. That's annoying. And and then and, and to your angels and the things that take care of you, it's just like, oh, God. Please let her just stop. This is this is just <laughs> over and over uh-huh. and over and over. Okay, so when you go to sleep at night, literally five minutes is like a thing, five minutes before you go to sleep, you really do go into a conscious mode. And that is when you're supposed to say, I'm in love, I'm rich, I'm I'm healthy, I'm happy, I'm content. And because those thoughts go into your psyche and it becomes a fabric of your psyche and you do wake up with that, like, like, and you say it every night. And I have been, I started doing that. I always do it. And affirmations are good. It doesn't matter. Um, it's and good ones, as long as they're good and positive ones. And you, there is a such thing as writing, writing what you want and, and, and saying and confessing it every day. That That is, that's, mm-hmm. it's very true. That's what the secret is about. But I always try to do it before I go to sleep. I go, okay, I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm mm-hmm. healthy. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. You know, it's, it, you know, it helps. And, and like, I always feel like those are little kindling for stuff to happen because like ever since I started, like so I'm healthy, I get, I've been getting up and going to work out every day. Like I got my Ooh. workout clothes under my clothes now, you know, and just go and do it. Just you do it. Everybody got to realize that life is life day by day. You just, it's, it's, it is the unknown. It is this, the fear of the unknown. You, but you have to know that every day is going to be different. Yeah. Every day is going to be different. And every day is a new day to like start doing something kind for yourself. I started doing these little workouts. I've truly been on vacation for a month. So I need to like get back into uh, the rhythm of what my life is when I'm in one place. But I started doing these workouts with this Australian man just off YouTube. I randomly found him. It's called The Body Project. He's really hot. 
and he only does low <laughs> impact things. And I'm like, wow, this hot man, he can't do the hard things. I love it. It's because he's got knee problems. But anyway, um, <laughs> they're dumb little videos. And I just like really love doing them because he's so nice and encouraging. And every time I do one, I'm like, it's just a half hour. You just have to move your body for a half hour. I always feel so much better after I do it. And I'm like, as I get older, I'm like, that's what fucking life is. Just doing little fucking bits at a time at that a make time. me fucking feel better. The small moments, the small moments is the, we always looking for those big moments, those life changing moments. Mm-hmm. And the small moments is like me, I get to make tea every day. I love that I get to go turn my kettle on. I turn my kettle on and I watch it bubble and then I make tea and then I go and sit out in my yard. That is priceless to me. Like, you, do you get what I'm saying? Just the little moments of, I think I was driving the other day and I was like, ah, bitch, you just left the gym. You on the way to the chiropractor. Like, <laughs> you know what yes, I'm saying? Like, you fixing that body. Yeah, but it's just like little shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I after I went to the gym, I walked across the street and bought something. I don't even know what it was, but I was just like, yeah, bitch, you're out here buying shit. You know, <laughs> it's just, you know, life. You know, I love eating, it. Gas eat, yourself up about the smallest things just because the small life shit. is I'm fucking tell- hard. Man, so, I'm like, telling if you. If you are having a nice time, celebrate every nice time you're having. You have to really make everything like that. Even when you're grocery shopping, even when you're washing dishes, even when you're cleaning your house, all your shit shouldn't be doomed, man. And and this mm-hmm. is why I tell this society now. I really tell this society a, a lot. The, you know, whenever I talk to 30-year-olds and they be like, they're tired at 9.30, I was like, you are depressed. You are depressed. You know, depression causes exhaustion. And I, I don't mm-hmm. think that people understand that. See, because when I was in my 20s and 30s, you could not get me in the bed at no 9 motherfucking 30. <laughs> Bitch, 9.30 be when I be about to get it cracking. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, and you tired. What you tired from? Why are you tired? Are you dying? Like, what's wrong? Like, it, it's you're depressed. Uh, this this mm-hmm. this generation is so depressed, and they're depressed because they it's the fear of the unknown, it's mm-hmm. the fear of change, it's the fear of 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 they think they need to be this certain person to be successful, and that's sad because it's not about that. It's about what do you like to do? What do, if you want to be a teacher, be a fucking teacher. If you want to be this, be that. D- who are you trying to? Who are these people you're trying to impress? You know, mm-hmm. so it, it's it. This generation is truly, truly very depressed. Very. I depressed. do think there is some truth to it. I think it's like life is just weird and different, and things that you knew aren't the way they that they right. that they are. Paths to success are so convoluted. Like, and it's different because, like you said, some things that we didn't know. Uh, that we thought were true are not true. And what this generation needs to realize is, yeah, you're the generation that has found that shit out. Now, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know this is a lot to put on your plate, but yeah, the people before you fucked up. Yeah, really fucked up. And you're really smarter than us. You're smarter mm-hmm. than us. So what are we going to do about it? You know, because it's up to you now. Yeah, that is a lot of pressure, and I get I mean, depression. But 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 th- think about it. We went through the same shit. It's just that the generation before us maybe was a little bit more hardworking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I will say the generation before you, I don't think was 
more hardworking. I think they worked just as hard, but got more money and were able to do more shit. Cause it's like, I was like watching this video about literally the post office. You get paid less now and max out at the starting rate. And like from like 30 years ago. And it's like, what? Why? Why are we working so hard for so much less? Like, that's what I mean, where it's like everything is so convoluted. Like my parents had a house in the 80s and my dad was the only one working. Absolutely. You, it, like, but now that's unheard no, of. Right. You can't have one person work it. That's wild. You're absolutely right. And you're absolutely fucking right. That's so true because the post office, you remember I was I saw a, a help one sign in the post office the other day and I got kind of happy because I remember when they used to be like, there's always work at the post office. You remember that was a saying. There's always mm -hmm. I worked at the mm -hmm. post office. I everybody I know worked at the post office at least one time <laughs> in their life. But it's like you're right. Back in the day, you could get you could get a job that would give you benefits, and you could get um, mm -hmm. uh, a credit union, and I mean you could get one of them jobs and work like 25 years, put your kids through college. Mm -hmm. You are absolutely right. That you is can't so do true. that now. That's it's like so true. the world is set up for you to just like stay down, to have like eight jobs, to drive an Uber, to try to write for TV, to like live in a little one bedroom with like three other people. And you're and just like, like, well, how? What the fuck happened? Like, what the fuck happened? And that's where we have to start looking at where the money, like we have to look at where the money is going. And then that's yeah. where we have to figure that shit out. We have to figure that shit out. It's almost like a shutting down type thing. We got to shut some of this shit down, man. Yeah, truly. Like, I mean, Amazon, like a lot of their workers have been going on strike and shit. And I think people are like, and I watched this one like YouTube video. It was like TikTok where a lady was like, uh, flight attendants make so much more than nurses. Da, 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 da. And I was like, well, don't be mad at the flight attendants. Be mad that the hospital's not paying you more. Be mad that these privately owned hospitals aren't paying. Like, I just, I'm very much like, we all should band together and be like, fuck capitalism. Give us money so we can live and try to like be happy. I, I never, that's why I was, I, when I did that video, I was telling everybody, I was like, we should be mad at all the corporations. They got yes. us all fucked up. I mean, there's no way teachers, I, I've never understood teachers having to buy school supplies. That never that doesn't make no made, sense. That never made sense I to me. I don't know if you ever had a pizza party in school where you got slivers of pizza and you'd be like, how come I can't have more pizza? It's like, oh, because the bitch is paying for it herself. It's like, it, it, it's so wild to me. See, but no, because I came up when we had school supplies. I came up when we had lunch and we had books and we and there was no such thing. Like we had to get some school supplies, but maybe some paper and a couple of pencils. It was always at school. And and now it just stand out like some of the stuff they ask for. I go, wait a minute, they don't give you that at school. What? No, the they'll be fuck? like, can we have scissors? And you're like, the school doesn't supply scissors. You were like, the school doesn't what? supply markers. What you need? You need all this shit. You know how much glue and glitter I fucking went through. Like, I mean, <laughs> yo, I, I remember taking home ec, home ec class, and we the only thing that we would have to bring in sometimes was if we had a special thing we wanted to do in an ingredient, we'd have to bring that ingredient in, but they had everything. So I just go, how the fuck did we stop caring about the education of our kids and how they're taken care of? And listen, I know that sometimes parents don't have money and can't take, you know, take care of stuff, but I always want, I don't know if I would want to send, I, I would feel bad if I knew I was sending my kid to school and they don't have fucking supplies. Like, what the fuck? It's wild. I truly think it's like keep education low 
so you can keep your workers in the capitalist machine. I don't know what I am, but I am very anti-capitalist. I think it's bad. No, girl, let me tell you something. It's so fucked up that now that we call conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory. No, it's just some motherfuckers trying to figure shit out. Why is it conspiracy? Mm -hmm. Because it's against us. It's us finding shit out. Why? Who named it conspiracy theory? Yo, it's so much shit going on that we just... Lord, I just hope that it ain't so out of reach and control that we can't do nothing about it, but I don't know. I agree. Also, I don't want to be here for the end of the world. Real quick, we got to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ooh, ooh, we're back. Okay, Leslie. So... I, okay, I saw you perform stand-up 
when I first moved to LA and I was like, this lady is one of the funniest motherfuckers I have ever seen in my whole fucking life. And I feel like people are like, she found success late. I disagree. You were a very successful touring comedian <laughs> for a very, very fucking long time. I always tell people, I always tell people I was rich four times and broke three. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I've 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 definitely man, I was on the cat tour. I've been on kinds of, all kinds of shows. I've been in all kinds of movies. It's just like you said that the people think that overnight success, that late success. I've been doing comedy since '87, mm -hmm. so it's like you know, and been making my 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 money off of comedy since then. So yeah, it's uh, late uh, for them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because you know. Whatever, forty-seven is old to motherfuckers, but it's actually the beginning of your <laughs> life. People don't even understand you are like your best when you start getting in your forties. That's when you've tried and true, and and you're mm -hmm. ready. Like when they got me at forty-seven, you couldn't pull none of that kid shit on me. You couldn't pull none of that immature <laughs> ass shit on me. You couldn't pull none of that. Oh, like you know how motherfuckers try to make you try to manipulate you and shit. You be like, nah, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Nah, this brain is is made. No, I'm pretty set. I know who I am. I'm pretty set here. Yeah, yeah. You ain't got to, you're not going to come in here and fuck up nothing in this office. I always tell people, uh, yeah, I started late for you, you know, but mm -hmm. it was right on time for me, you know, so. I love that. Wait, what got you into comedy? Uh, Well, that's what's so funny. Wait a minute. A and I know I'm mixing you up with somebody else because I thought we did this benefit together. Uh, we did. Just okay. We did. And you were so fucking funny. So just to set the room, it was a benefit for the environment. I don't know. Julia Louis-Dreyfus got an award and she literally said, I don't know why I'm getting this award. And we thought she would explain it. She never did. You got on stage and fucking annihilated. And you literally were like, I don't give a shit about not one of you here. You have too much money. I don't. It was so, I was laughing so hard. And after that show, one of those men was like, Leslie, you were so funny. And I was like, I'm not Leslie Jones. <laughs> like, we don't look alike. Ah, that's it was so, so funny. I'll also never forget this. There was a president of, the oh, of, of a yes. network there. And they were like, Leslie, so-and-so wants a picture with you. And you went, okay. And then you went, hi, I'm Leslie. And the president of this network didn't say anything to you. It was like actually pretty rude. And you looked at this man and you went, I don't give a fuck who the president you are. You say hello when people say hello back. You want a picture with me and you're not going to say hello to me. I don't give a fuck who you. And I was screaming. I was like, yeah, you didn't have to be rude. Just she said, hello, say hello back. It made me laugh so hard. Yeah, because some of these people that really come in those type of environments are so fucking entitled and so mm -hmm. fucking rude and asshole, but they always want to play like they're so nice or mm -hmm. like they're so with it or whatever. But you're rude. You're a rude piece of shit. And I'm going to mm -hmm. let you know you're a rude piece of shit. And you're not the fucking president of the United States. So get no. your old grumpy ass over here and speak <laughs> to Adele Monty, man. Fuck these motherfuckers. Like, yo, I tell them in a minute, yo, I'll go. I have a farm waiting for me. Okay. It to made go me laugh 
So hard. It's just because I just, I get tired. I get so tired, Lord. I get so tired. It's just, and then, I mean, I, the whole benefit was because Julia Dreyfus' kids couldn't go to the beach. And I was like, bitch, you was on Seinfeld. You better fly them kids to Hawaii. What the fuck is wrong with you? The fuck? You flying to a beach, bitch. No, you didn't. You got us up here on this goddamn roof, on this roof with these fucking pieces of shit that's trying to make themselves feel better. No, I don't think so. God, it was so It's like, bitch, you was on Seinfeld. Stop it. <laughs> they can't go to the beach. Stop. So it, <laughs> I started comedy. I was a basketball player, and I always was um, silly. I never thought of it as being funny, though. I just thought of it as my mechanism of everybody else was cute or uh, mm-hmm. athletes or whatever, so I might as well be the funny one, you know? And uh, But I was actually funny. I was just silly. And I think I went to, I was always a basketball player. So I thought I was going to go overseas and play basketball. I got a scholarship, went to Colorado State and I met this black girl named Danita. And man, we used to have so much motherfucking fun. We used to laugh. Like, you know how you could just laugh with a motherfucker, just like stop mm-hmm. and fucking just be laughing at nothing. Yeah. Like literally see a paperclip and fall the fuck out because we just thinking <laughs> just yeah, dumb shit, you were just right? Like on the same page, yeah. Right, right. So we were walking through, we had just came from um, Crystals. Do you remember Crystals? Uh, the, the Crystal Burgers. The they burger like place? White Castle. Yeah. Oh my God, uh-huh. I used to love Crystals so much because they used to have these apple pies. Anyway, so we was fucking <laughs> walking through the corridor and there was a sign, little thing that said, you know, funniest person on campus, you know, sign up. And she was like, you should do that. And I was like, girl, no, I'm not going to do that shit. She was like, you funny as fuck. And I was like, no, I'm not. Stop it. So I went off to class and she went up. So I got back to my apartment and we met at my apartment and she was like, I signed you up. And I was like, why would the, why would you do that? Why would you sign me up for this shit? Uh, you know, I, you know, but in part of my head was kind of like, oh, she signed me up for that. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I should do it. Like, okay, well, I mean, it's not like, so you think I'm funny? Like, it was like that. So I I did it. And I'm telling you, the first time I touched the mic, I can't even, I always tell everybody, it's, it's like I saw a path. As soon as I touched the mic, it was almost like seeing a whole flash of a path. I, mm-hmm. It just was, it, it was just like I knew I was going to be doing this the rest of my life. It was just, it was so natural. It, the, t- the, the touching, the grabbing, of the mic, the the talk, it was just so natural that I just was like, oh, and I had took a communications class be- before, you know, all this happened. And I remember the first day I gave my speech and um, I had just went up there and did some stupid Whoopi Goldberg shit. And she came up to me and she was like, yeah, you don't need to take this class. You need, I'm gonna go ahead and pass you, just pick something else. And I remember when I got on stage and mm-hmm. how comfortable I was when I grabbed the mic and that mic stand, and I remember her saying that, and I was like, oh, damn, I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So it oh, was just, shit. and that was that was in October 1987. I love that. I love that. I don't know. Whenever somebody finds something that they're like, oh, this is what I meant to be doing, like, what a fucking blessing. Because there's so many people walking around outside who haven't found their passion, who haven't found their purpose, who's just like kind of working a nine to five waiting for something to happen, something to 
tell them what to do. And it's just like, it just kind of, it happened for you. A friend signed you up for something and you were like, and this is it. I feel like it, it, it happens for everyone. We just have this thing in us that, that doesn't recognize that. They, that, that we're, it's the thing that we go, oh no, no, that's not, that's not it. That's the thing. It's, it's always the thing that you go, that you don't want to accept. Like, I can't mm-hmm. explain it. It's, it's something in you that you, every, and I tell everybody this, no, you do know what you want to do. You're just not, you, you either don't believe it because it's keep coming up. You either don't believe it or it's so out of the blue of something that you would do or everybody would think you would do that you're like, nah, that's not it. But you need to explore that. You need to explore that. Always tell people, what would you do if you had to do it every day and they didn't pay you money for it? What would you do? Mm. And that is definitely comedy. I would make people laugh for free forever because that's what I like to do. I like to be silly. Everybody has that. They just don't want to recognize it as something that's viable for them to make money off of. And that mm-hmm. is the problem. Like, like I always tell people, listen, the candle maker didn't think that he was going to make money off of just making fucking candles. He's a fucking candle maker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Uh-huh. Come on, man. Those, those are viable fucking t- skills mm-hmm. that they realized they wanted to do for the rest of their life. You have mm-hmm. that. You just, you just are not uh, appreciating it or, or, or uh, giving it the energy that it needs. Yeah. Every time I love Etsy, I go on Etsy so much and I find all these shops where people make the strangest things. And I'm like, yeah, follow that weirdness. Follow that fucking passion. This lady makes these like giant penis knitted pillows. And I was like, I'm sure someone told her no one would buy them, but like they're never on sale and they're usually sold out. You know what I'm saying? And and you pull, and those are the ones that you pull. Those are the bag dispensers. You pull the bag through the penis. Yes, yes, yes. It's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so funny. And you you can put the the, the groceries. It's great. And this is why I tell tell young people, and I know this sounds crazy because college is so fucking weird or whatever, but you don't have to go to an expensive college. You can go to community college. Those type of places help open up the streams Mm -hmm. Of whatever it is. Like, like when I went to college, that's when I was like, ooh, I can do whatever I okay. There's this, that's this, this, mm-hmm. this, this. You know, you, you, it opens up those senses. You, I'm not saying you have to stay. I didn't stay. You know, I'm not saying that you have to go to Harvard. You it just, but you do need to go somewhere where your senses are gonna be peaked. You know? Mm-hmm. That's why it's important for us to, you know, in education. Is important. It is. I think education is super important. It's also like go to a community college. Go. You don't. Yeah, I agree. You don't have to go to Harvard. You just got to go somewhere to find your independence. You could go to a trade school. Yes. I, Leslie, yes. This is what I've been saying. I'm like, we need to tell people to go to trade schools because there's certain careers that you can have and make good money and like make your own schedule. Like the plumber that I have, he's a great guy. He tells, he's like, oh, I'm not working this week or I'm doing this or yeah, I guess I could come out for you. But then he like, he'll be like, oh, I was so-and-so. I went so-and-so. Like he makes good money because everyone needs a fucking plumber and he makes his own schedule and he works hard and he has a nice time. (laughs) And you just never know, like people, and it's okay if you just want to be a cook. It's okay if you, that, those pe- those jobs need to be filled. Yo, let me tell you something. I, when I had to bury my brother, and I, it's not, not I'm gonna be sad about, but I want to point mm-hmm. out the guy who helped me bury my brother. 
this guy was so fucking good at his job. And at mm -hmm. one point I was like, I was like, oh, do you just work here just for the money or whatever? Cause you know, this is probably good. He was like, no, I enjoy helping people put their loved ones to rest. He was like, it's very satisfying for me. And I was like, I, all I could think in my head was, yeah. thank God for you. Like, yes, isn't that wonderful that he is wearing and he's great at doing it? Mm -hmm. That's how you're going to feel every time. Every, every Anything that you choose, it's almost like when you're doing, like they're saying when you're doing something you love, there's no such thing mm -hmm. as having getting paid for it because like I'll do it for you love free. it. I promise that is, I'm telling you, everybody has it in them. They just don't want to recognize it. And they're too scared to go, like, I can't pay bills with that. Well, start off little by little. Yeah, little by little. See what you could do. Yeah. Uh, ask quite, like, go online. See, like, what you can yeah. do with it. Research. Yeah. Put as much yeah. work into that as you do in the negative thoughts that you tell yourself. Yes, it does tie back to that shit. Because yeah. you tell yourself, no, you tell yourself it's stupid. You tell yourself it's bad. But it's like, no, this is cool. This is great. I do want to try this. But it pisses me off because you wouldn't say that to someone else. If someone else no. came to you and was like, yo, I want to be this, you'd be like, yo, go try it. Go, go do, do it. it. Why Why you can't do that for yourself? Yourself is just, it's, it's, I tell everybody, you live with yourself, you go to sleep with yourself. You, you better start liking mm -hmm. that motherfucker. Please start liking that yeah. motherfucker. Because yeah. that motherfucker needs you to like him. Real quick. Ooh, we gotta take a break. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. It's interesting because like with comedy, acting, my career, I've just been like 10, 20, or I don't know, however long ago when I first started out, if someone said to me, Nicole, you're going to be successful, I would have said yes. But if someone today was like in 10, 15 years, you're going to be in a successful, loving relationship. I'd be like, do you think? Yeah. Which, And I, I am not sure why those two things are different because with my career, I'm asking a multitude of people to like me, enjoy me, spend their money to, to spend time with me, which is an insane ask. That is, that is not a logical thing in your brain to be like, right. I think a thousand people will come to this theater and listen to my <laughs> thoughts and ha ha ha. Exactly. And then, my speech, my funny <laughs> yes, speech. My little funny speech. And then I'm like, the, log- the, the illogical thing in my brain is like, I can't find one person to love me. But it's like, but the, any, there, so many people love each other. Any old person can get married. It's like, you just have to open your heart a little bit. And it's such a weird mindset that like, I am having the hardest time wrapping my brain around that. Like people break up and get together all the time. People find love all the time. I've never been like single, single for like a super long time. Every couple years, somebody or like actually every year, somebody comes into my life and it's never, you know, it's never lasted, but it's like maybe one day it will. If you work on communication and open your heart a little bit. Well, the thing, too, that we don't realize as women that we do when we're these type of women, successful women that really have a, you know, because I didn't even realize I had said this until I was like, oh, damn, I did. Nothing comes before God, my parents, and comedy. So that's a heavy list. Like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I had to really fix my mind and my whole thing to go, you, You're. it's time to open up your world for people. It's time for you mm-hmm. to... Go ahead. Like, I really thought that um, I'm going to find the one by sitting in my room watching Netflix and just, going, you know, what I'm saying, oh, I'm going to find yeah. him at a club. I'll find him at one of these gigs. No, you're fucking not. Get your ass up mm-hmm. and go to some of these parties that people invite you to. Someone has asked you to go out to dinner. Go out to dinner. Go and be mm-hmm. places. Be put. Your, it's not even so much that that's how you're going to catch it. It's really opening up your life and your psyche for people to come in, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And and if you've worked all good on yourself, and which, you know, it's a daily thing, you will start knowing who's not supposed to be there. And sometimes, most of the time, if you have a really great light, the bad people kind of stay away from you. They kind of, the, the bad <laughs> people are kind of scared of that light. They kind of, they know, especially if you're a real motherfucker, I'm a real motherfucker, they know, like, I'm not to be fucked with, you know what I'm saying? So... It's, it's, it's like I say, it's a daily thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just have to open up your heart. You have to open up your life, especially us. We're hardcore because we're female comics. We have been through the fucking, like, you have, we have to put on a suit of armor when we go into these yes. clubs, especially black women. Especially if you're funny. Yes. Especially if you're if funny. If you're funny, if you're, you're black. You're fighting against, you're fighting against God. everybody. You're fighting against your own. You're fighting mm-hmm. against black men. You're fighting. Oh, then you're fighting against the white motherfuckers that don't even understand the attitudes that they're giving off is mm-hmm. what we're fighting. Like it's so annoying to me that as hard as I've worked and all these comics that see me come up, that you still run across the ones that go, "Yeah, why did you make it?" Well, mm-hmm. 
go fuck yourself, motherfucker. Like, yeah, fuck you know? off. Um, yeah, I ate a lot of shit when I first started touring. <laughs> I toured pretty nonstop for about like five years, and the first two years were absolutely miserable. I would have, for every good show, I would have two shows that were like good, but like people didn't want to listen. They would talk through my set. They would shout things at me and like mean things. And I'd be like, why did you lie? And they didn't know who I was. I was just like the comic in town for the weekend where half the people knew me from Girl Code, half the people didn't know me at all. And boy, oh boy, I will say this. I am thankful for that time. I think it made me a better comic. Because I was like, well, I have to figure out how to make these people who yeah, don't like me laugh. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> because the ones that do that start liking you, you still want to have that foundation of yes. making that shit. Like, yeah, I, you think that that was funny? Watch me pull yeah, out my good watch shit. Watch this. You know, watch you know, this. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I I became a samurai. So it's like when I'm on stage now, I have no fucks to give. And if you're not there to listen, I I don't care. I am there. Yeah, I mean, to just to go back to that uh, benefit show, it was so like you came on stage, like it was like a hurricane had come through. Like it was just a tornado, and like you didn't stop to let people laugh. You were just like, I have thoughts. I waited too long in the back, and I got to tell you all my. It was just, it's a, like truly, it's a joy to watch you. First of all, I was mad because they was that type of audience that make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they didn't want to laugh. Know- Every, I know everybody that got up there is funny people. Like, P. Holmes, all of that. I was like, these people are funny and they're not fucking laughing because they're fucking mm-hmm. dickheads mm-hmm. and they're just so privileged. And they're like, ha ha, the comedians. Oh, wait till I get up there. I was like, oh, I am going to be fired immediately. You and, and I could Tig not wait. were the two that I couldn't stop. Like, Tig truly was like, why are you all so awkward? Why are you all being so, it was just, it was one of the funniest things I had ever been a privilege to. Especially when I looked at the black girl, I remember looking at the black girl and going, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing here? (laughs) Why? Where do you fit in this equation? (laughs) (laughs) Man, it was so fucking funny. That's when you just learn how to just be very comfortable in who you are. And mm-hmm. just like I'm like listening to that first voice, because the first the, the first that voice that comes through that goes, say this, say this is the mm-hmm. one that I listen to. And that motherfuckers. I used I, with J.B. Smooth say, listen to that voice because that that voice is from God. Every time mm-hmm. I listen to that voice, man, I can destroy every time. And I'm it, deeply envious of you. I'm not good. uh at like just being like, here's what's going on. I'm very much like stick to the material. And if they you'll don't like the it. material, then you'll you will figure it out. <laughs> you'll, you'll get out of that. I, how long you how long you been doing it? Stand up. I started doing stand up in 2013. So I have not been doing it as long. So 2013, that's like 10, so 10 years. years. Oh, girl, years you in. go. Yeah, you, you go through those phases. You're in the mm-hmm. phase now. Oh, I trust me. After 10 years, stick to the set. That's the set. I, I can alter out of it only if I know mm-hmm. the set. Only if I it, trust and fucking believe there's going to be a year. Oh, I can't wait for it. I want you to text me and let me know when you're feeling it because it's going to be the year that you go. I don't want to do none of my jokes. <laughs> it's 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 one of the most freeing things that you will ever feel going up on stage and going. I've been thinking about this and I'm going to talk about that. 
and mm-hmm. that should be funny as fuck. So you 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 get there. You're gonna trust me. I lo- trust thank me. Thank you, Leslie. Uh, can I ask you a question about touring? Did you yes. have chuckle fuckers when you toured? Chuckle fuckers, meaning like guys who wanted to fuck. Like yeah, after the show, they'd be like, "Hey, Leslie." Yeah, they never were fuckable though. Like the dudes, mm. the dudes on the show always got the bad bitches. I yes. would get the weirdest motherfuckers, or either <laughs> I would get I, either I would get the guy who was trying to be the big guy in town and was going to fuck the comedian and like mm-hmm. go. I I I I'm trying to think. There were so many times, but I. I'm trying to think, did I ever, I never got the fuck because they never, ever was real about it. Like they just always was playing like, mm-hmm. you know, oh yeah, I'm with the comedian, but you know, you're not going to go home and fuck me because you're scared. You're scared of me. Like, no, it, it real, real talk. I, and I'm trying to think if I ever got the fuck. It's been so many times, so many opportunities, so many fuckers that came at me, mm-hmm. promoters, all of that, but they never follow through. And I think there was one time I was going to fuck a dude. I was going to fuck a dude. And when he showed up to my room, I was so unattracted to him when I opened up the door. And I was like, ah, no, bye. <laughs> and I made him leave. No, not for me. And it's just like, nah. I mean, but you do have a lot of chuckle fuckers. Now, now, though. Now, mm-hmm. now I get the, hey, my wife said that it's okay for me to go home with you. Uh, or oh. he, hey, my husband has a crush on you, and I said that he can go home with you t- tonight. Oh. Or do you want to come home with us tonight? Uh, mm-hmm. I get I get proposed to by gay women all the time. They they come. You no, know, I've had ones come with rings. I've had oh. ones literally like I'm gonna see the ring and go, oh, this bitch wouldn't got a ring. Of course I'm gonna marry you. Like no, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Well, she went and got a ring. I might as well. Uh, so I guess we'll do it tomorrow. Flowers and everything. And you'd be like, girl, did you not just hear me do the joke about a lot of gay women hit on me, but I love dick. I'm sorry that I look like I might fuck you. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I'm sorry that I look like Leslie, that. Leslie, that is I'm, a very funny joke. I am sorry. I, I might do it. look <laughs> like I want to fuck you. I, I know I look like it. I know I look like I can. Take your ass down, but I am going to take you <laughs> down the wrong way. It's just like we both going we both going to be laying there like waiting for the dick. I'm waiting for the dick. Isn't when the mm-hmm. dick is here. Like <laughs> Have you ever uh, done the apps at all? Yes. Uh and let me tell you the best app and I want to tell and I say this and I know that this dude is going to look at this and go, "Bitch, you got this for me." But not I didn't really I he did suggest it and I went on and and I tried and true. Bumble is actually a really good app now really? especially for it's really especially for black women, especially for black women. Um it's like the the Bumble now is starting to become that place where it's like, you know, reasonable people are starting to like Okay, this is the I'm gonna go and meet like somebody normal here. You'll meet a lot of normal, like dudes who have jobs, and uh, it's 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 a good app. It's a good app. Okay, it's a good app. Tinder, no, stay away from Tinder. Uh, Tinder, I, Tinder is not even good for fucking anymore. The dudes no, on there, Tinder has gone so downhill. It's so downhill. It's like they don't even fuck on Tinder no more. You'd be like, what what are you on here for? Hinge is for all of the dudes who need therapy. Do not fuck with nobody on Hinge. They all need to be fucking put in an asylum some fucking where. Real talk. Uh, <laughs> but um, um, 
uh, Bumble, I've, I've found to be very uh, successful. Okay. I hadn't found Bumble to be successful. Maybe... Maybe I'll get back into Bumble. I haven't been on in a minute. Yeah, because during COVID, it was a shit show. It, it was a shit show. Yes. Um, but it, it's, it's in the last six to eight months, it has really gotten better. Okay. Honestly, good to know. Because I I finally got on Raya. Uh, oh, no, I Raya got on is years so ago, racist. but they made me wait it's, years. It's but so it racist. Is, it's so it's racist. very racist. And it's the, very racist. The people on it, I'm like, who are these people? These yeah, are they're not, not real, real people. people. They're not. It's like looking at a catalog and going, "Oh, I would like that," and then I like it. And then you, no, the Raya is not for black women. And I'm and, no. and listen. I hope I hope that the people who are over Raya is seeing this podcast now, so I can mm-hmm. tell you about your motherfucking self. So <laughs> you fucking have us, you know, as celebrities come on, and you ain't nothing but a motherfucking sex Instagram. That's all you are, because every mm-hmm. man and, and and two two. I might say I might have matched up with two motherfuckers and they were crazy as fuck. They were crazy as fuck <laughs> and they were so embedded in this business. It was disgusting. They were uh, catfishers and arrogant oh. and privileged. They, it's just so, it's not for black women. They want the pretty white women that come mm-hmm. on that be able to get on. It literally is Instagram. With with the dating aspect, that, yeah, that's what I feel like, and I I don't like that. You should only be on there if you're trying to network or something, because you might see a director on there or something, and then you mm-hmm. like them and they go, "Hey, here for friends," and you could talk to them that way. But I can do that on Instagram too. And most of the fucking thing when you when you like them, they tell you to hit you on hit them on Instagram anyway. So I can just yeah. look at that place, go find just that name, and then go skip on Instagram. Raya, just go and to Instagram. Go to, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I tell everybody. Don't sign up for Raya. Just go to Instagram. I Real mean, talk. Solid advice. Because all of them is from uh, Arkansas or Nashville or Belgium. All of and mine are like, from what? Australia. And I'm yeah, like, what the and you're fuck? Like, what the I'm, not going, fuck? I'm not traveling 16 hours for some dick. No. Those, and they feel like fake profiles. They feel like fake profiles to me. Some of them do. Um, I know we have to wrap it up because you have to go to a different interview. But I ask all my guests this. Would you date me? Well, I'm not I'm 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 not into women, but if I was into women, I would date you, but I would have Yay! to tell you that your communication needs to be fucking better. <laughs> like I'm not finna put, I'm not finna deal with all that other I'm not finna be that read the mind shit and I'm the type of person to be like, You mad? You mad. If you not mad, then stop acting like you fucking mad. But if you mad, then you need to say you fucking mad. I ain't going to wait. And so don't try to tell me two days from now, because two days from now, I'm not going to give a fuck about how mad. <laughs> you so know what, Leslie? <laughs> this, I honestly, this, this has been good for me because I have been trying really hard to tell people how I feel. I was just in Vegas and I was really, we, it was like a hundred degrees and we were walking around and I was like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm grumpy. I'm just so hot. And it was very liberating. Yeah. Because then I didn't have to smile anymore. And everyone was like, Nicole is grumpy right now. And then everyone was like, oh, that's okay. You could be grumpy. It is hot outside. Yeah. And I was like, huh, okay. And it felt really nice to, in the moment, just tell someone how I felt. And I was like, I got to start doing this more often. I got to just be like, I'm not feeling it. Wait till you start actually doing what you want. Like, I would have been like, hey, it's too hot. I'm going to go back to the hotel. Taxi, wait till you do that. Wait till you do that shit. 
Mm. Wait till you do that shit. That liberating shit. Wait till you do that shit and then go back to the hotel. Go back to the hotel, order a bunch of food and go back up to the room and be like, oh, y'all still out there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Leslie, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thank you for having me. It was really nice to see you. I truly, I absolutely adore you. I'm one of your biggest fans. I think you're really wonderful. I think your time hosting The Daily Show was, I don't know. I was like, just let her be the host. Like, if that's what she wants to do, let her do it. And then you were so fucking good in coming to America. Like, I don't know. It's just, and then every time I saw you at SNL when I'd visit Sashir, you were always so nice. You always remembered who I was. And like that, it means a lot because sometimes people, when they get success, just don't like think about, you know, other people. But like you're always like, Nicole! like, so I just you are wonderful. Oh, and thank you for doing that. I'm so this. glad. I'm glad when people tell me that because ooh, I can misbehave, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not with me. You've been you've been so wonderful. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so crazy. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm so glad for your success, too. You're awesome. I'm so happy for all of your awards and everything. Black Girl Magic, keep doing it. Yeah. Keep doing it. Because you know, because there's going to be Leslie Joneses and Nicole uh, uh, Byers after us. Yes. And that's the most exciting thing for me. I'm like, I can't wait to see another weird little fat black lady doing weird little bits on stage and tee-heeing around. And it's like, oh, you were definitely influenced by me. Like, that's fucking cool. That's awesome. Um, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe on, I don't know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or something. But if you write me something nasty hitting on me to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com, I will read it. Okay. So this person wrote, Gold Star Gay. Hi, Nicole and Mars. That's nice. Thank you for saying hi to Mars because she's really wonderful and I love her. I'm a Gold Star Gay, but I'm going to break my 30-year streak with you. I'm going to eat your pussy like a pro, running my tongue deep into your valley, bringing the rain like the god I am. Your rivers will run. And as you get nice and wet, I'll work my finger in and making you scream my name, Barney the Friendly D. (laughs) Yeah, enjoy my big purple dick as I breed you until you have a a vagina rose is that a thing did i mention i'm gay does this person want to prolapse my fucking pussy how rude okay bye bye why won't you date me with nicole byer is produced by me mars it's executive produced by adam Sachs, nick liao and jeff ross at team coco with talent bookings by paula davis gina batista and maddie ogden Got a question, crazy dating story, or a dirty message for Nicole? Write it to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com for a chance to have it featured on a future show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye bye. This has been a Team Coco production. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if 
if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 